Hi, good morning. Uh, Brad Langell here, CEO of Gold Gold Resources, Mexican company with an operating mine and one of the best or the best development asset in Mexico. Well financed, lots of cash in the bank, more than 75 million US cash in the bank, no debt. And uh, good to see you this morning, Matt. Good to see you, Brad. Been a, been a while since I've seen since the beginning of the year. I think we did a sort of technical analysis and due diligence session with you back then. Um, pretty tough time out there. I mean, it seems like no one likes silver at the moment. What's going on? Well, you know, we are in a cyclic industry and um, you have to recognize the cycles. Now, I, I believe we're at the bottom of the cycle. I think you have to take a little bit of a contrarian view here on the metal price. Um, what we have is uh, the U.S. dollar at a close to a 20-year high, which uh, obviously precious metals are priced in U.S. dollars predominantly, uh, the U.S. dollar. And um, that uh, reflects in, uh, you know, a lower appearing uh, gold silver price. Um, that being said, things never stay static. The U.S. dollar will probably break at some point and um, the metal's going to rip again. You know, the thing about the market too, uh, Matt, I, I believe is that this kind of um, pulls the herd a little bit. You know, the weaker marginal projects out there are going to go by the wayside. And, uh, but the strong projects like what we have in Mexico are in a great position. We've got tons of cash. Um, you know, the, the window for financing was open. Sometimes we were a little criticized when we took um, financings at $250, $1.50, um, But the money was offered, and we have a, a bank account with $75 million U.S. cash in the bank and no debt. So we're well, well positioned. Yeah, okay, and we'll come. We'll come to that site, Brad, because um, obviously, if you've got cash, a certain amount of cash, um, there's a lot of things that are in your control. But I just want to stick with the markets right right now. It, you know, it kind of feels like a precious metal, gold and silver, um, has got this relationship with, with with the dollar. Obviously, historically, it's you know often often been seen as a investment of you know. Um, you know, for, for, for safe, safe harbor, quite, quite frankly, you know, it's a smart investor. But it feels like there's a kind of generation sort of coming up now who's not as interested in gold, not as interested in, in silver for the, for the metal uh, value. Is that, do you think, putting some kind of pressure on the equities or is it purely down to this kind of, uh, this, this kind of COVID period that we've been in and the, and the printing of money? Um, I, I think, yes, I mean, there's a generation that hasn't been as much into precious metals, you know, been more into the tech sector. And I mean, that's taken a tremendous beating as well. And which one is going to uh, reemerge um, here first? You know, I, I, I lived through the, um, the bubble and crash of the dot-com in 2000s. I was in this business, I've been in 30 years. And it took an awful long time for that NASDAQ uh, indice to come back and for the tech companies to come back. And on the back of that collapse of the tech sector, um, the precious metals had an enormous run and had a decade of uh, growth. You know, we could be uh, set up for that again. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, I lived, I lived through that myself. Uh, it'd be interesting to sort of see what, what distractions, uh, what other distractions come, come our way. We've, we've had cryptocurrency, we'd have NFTs, and obviously you say the, t the tech sector had a good run for a while. And I wonder what kind of new dawning reality uh, it's going to take for people to kind of maybe look back towards gold and silver. Um, but like, as you say, let, let's go back to you. You've got 75 million bucks in the bank. That's, that's a great start. But if, if we're talking about contrarian investing today, which I wish I'd like to, um, why now? Why do you feel we're at the bottom? 
I, I feel um, we're, we're at the bottom. I mean, mostly for me, I mean, you know, my expertise is obviously building mines. You know, I built four and we're getting ready to build number five um, and focusing on um, building good businesses in the mining sector and, and specifically Mexico. That's my whole career. But I, I think the biggest indicator to me, again, is, is the dollar. You know, I think back to the last time the dollar was here. And um, it's just a point that, in my mind anyway, gold, gold really did its job. Because last time the dollar was here, gold was around four to $600. And, um, and we printed a lot of money over that period of time of 20 years and an enormous amount of debt created. And what has gold done? Okay, gold feels like it's at the bottom of its cycle right here, you know, at 16 to 1700. But it's a long way from the kind of four, five, six hundred dollars because it did what it was supposed to do. It you can print all this money and play all these games, but gold is the true indicator of truth, which is that money is just paper, it's fiat, and gold is real. It's a natural currency. I would argue that it's done its role uh, over the last uh, 20 years since we're at this last dollar high. The dollar's going to crack at some point and gold's going to take off again. I, 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 if I was a, a fund manager, uh, even a generalist, I would really be looking at um, having a position in, in my funds of, of gold. It, it truly is insurance. But I, I guess what I'm trying to, trying to get at is because you, you, you and all the kind of CEOs of precious metal companies have got to persuade um, generous fund managers that that is the case. You could persuade this new generation of uh, investors that that is the case. But it feels like the sort of same arguments come out each time. Um, and we, we're kind of hoping that it'll, it'll eventually happen. But it's kind of year after year after year. It's, it, it, it doesn't do what it's what historically and traditionally, traditionally done. Um, something's got to give, and you think you think that's the dollar. I, I do, and, and it, it doesn't do what it historically um, is supposed to do until one day you turn it on your screen and it just doesn't. That's my other experience in, in this business. When things change, they change fast, and you got to be there. You got to have a, a position. I I would argue, you know, even if it goes a little lower, this is a good entry position. Get into good companies that are well-financed, great projects, not marginal, and you're, get your position and, and be ready for it. It'll turn fast. Okay, well, let's talk about that. I think that's, that's really interesting, okay? So let's, let's run with that thesis, okay? But you need to get into something. It needs to be a good company. It can't be marginal. There's a lot of pressure coming up in terms of inflationary costs, uh, you know, access to uh, people, all of those wonderful things that have happened through, through COVID, which need to kind of settle down again. You've got decreasing prices, putting pressure on companies. So some companies won't come out the other side here. So give me, give me the reasons to believe what, that one, yours will and yours will be in a, one of the stronger positions when it does. Yeah, I, I mean, we have an operating mine, and that's a few things that's important because we have an operations team. And our operating mine is, uh, you know, we won't uh, labor too much into that, but it's a real great ESG environmental project. Um, we reprocess uh, old mine waste and uh, made money doing that. But what's really important in Gold Gold is our Los Ricos project. Now that we entered in March 2019, we spent about $60 million US there so far. 
in three and a half years, what we've accomplished is it's truly phenomenal. I credit it to a very experienced team, our abilities in the capital markets to raise billions of dollars, which we've done over the last you know 20 some years. But really it's a project. We have a district where we have, um, we've, we've drilled up uh, between our Los Ricos South, Los Ricos North, about 242 million silver equivalent ounces in all categories and good high quality resources over those three and a half years. And along the way, we've, uh, in Gold Gold, we've, our list of investors has become more and more institutional, along with great uh, retail investor following as well. Um, but um, the company is just in such a strong position. Technically, cash, project, we're there. We're ready to launch. And, and we have something new that we announced this morning as well. Yeah, I saw that. You've been picking up a little bit more land. Um, and again, let's, come, let's go there in a second because I want to see what you're kind of doing in terms of consolidating the, the, the district here. But if I look at things like, in fact, last time we were speaking, uh, was over a year ago, um, you know, the PA on Los Ricos South is well understood. A massive drill program lined up for uh, 2022 on Los Ricos North. You, how, how do you... Manage your time, manage your money, and manage that kind of output and noise into the market because you've been fairly fairly quiet for about a year, right? Um, but people need to try and understand what the economics of this thing could be. The, the looking at drill results and drill results and drill results, it's, it's it's a bit hard to kind of work out how you build a mine, how you intend to build a mine, what you intend to do with this thing uh, as as a district. So you know, can, can you sort of describe how your thinking has evolved in the last year? Yeah, I, I would say. Um we've been relatively quiet in the last um, year and uh, relative because we were making a lot of noise before that. Um, you know, we had accomplished a lot. Uh, we, we had the two projects, the South and the North are separated by about 15 kilometers. And in the South, we've got right in there and we defined 63 million ounces of M and I and another 20 million ounces of inferred. So a nice size resource in silver equivalent. And we did a PEA. So we put a, put a value on that. And then, we were waiting for something in the South. There's always one piece of ground down there that we knew we wanted to get. And, um, you know, it took a long time, it took a couple of years. But in that, while we were waiting for that to happen, we pivoted to the North. We had already done a bunch of consolidation up there. Like you mentioned, this is a consolidation story as well. And uh, we had a critical amount of ground up there. We got the drills going. I mean, since March, 2019, we drilled about 200,000 meters. And in the north, we came out with our first resource just under a year ago, which was 162 million ounces of uh, silver equivalent. Um, and that, that resource, I think the next thing for that resource is we continue to drill up there. We've had some releases. But in the first quarter next year, I believe we'll be in a position to put a PEA around that and put the first economic look at that. But really, now we've pivoted back to the south. We have that ground, which we worked so hard to get. And it's not just uh, ground. We haven't just picked up some ground. We've, we've done some drilling as we were waiting, you know, due diligence drilling, we'll call it. And uh, we, we had permission to do that. And um, it's yielded incredible results, which they're bound to add a lot of value to what we already have down there. Right. Okay. So, um 
what, what were you finding in the north? Because you, you were doing a lot of drilling since again since your last speak. So this this is this kind of big big, big catch up moment for me um, on on what's been going on. So the, how much drilling did you do up in the north, and what what were the grades in like compared to what you're seeing down in the south? Yeah, the grades in the north were pretty pretty similar, maybe a little lower, but a lower strip ratio in pit. Um, but there's still grades of um, if you use a half a fifty. Uh, gram silver cutoff in a pit. They're, they're grades of about um, uh, uh, 140 grams uh, silver equivalent. And and that's, you know, if you equate that back to gold, and like a lot of us in the business, we think of gold as far as economics, you know, gold equivalent. And we're 60% silver in this deposit, 40% um, gold. That's like having close to two gram open pits, which are, that's phenomenal. Um, so in the north, Great high quality ounces in the south, a bit higher grade. I think you're going to see the hot grades in the south start getting substantially higher because of this piece. We knew a lot about this piece we're going to add. It was it just it took time. It, it took time. Things sometimes things that are good take a lot take more time than you think. And quite honestly, this it took more time than we thought to get this included in our land package. Okay. One of the other things we've seen um, happen, uh, certainly during the kind of COVID period, is the way that companies evolve their thinking. This comes back to an earlier question I asked you. They've had to evolve their thinking about how they get into production because you know, going to the market with a large capex number, it, that's not a lot of fans of that um, at the moment. So you, you know, companies are looking at starter pits. They're looking at smaller capex um and, and getting into production earlier and getting some cash flow and being less dilatory to their shareholders. Um, and also it's a little bit easier to go and raise capital, uh, you know, when you're asking for a less, less money. So that's why I ask about how, how are you building the picture of what's going on? You get 75 million bucks in the back, which sounds like a lot, but you could burn through that real quick, right? Uh, so you've got to spend it the right way. Every dollar needs to become $3 in, in terms of value for your shareholders, right? So. Has your thinking changed or is it a question of just drill, 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 and then hope the market comes back and be able to raise more money, you know, at the right time again? Yeah, de- definitely. The last option there, no. Um, not just uh, spend all our money on drill, drill, drill. No, we're, we have something in the south. What we see there is exactly that, a lower CapEx number, super high grade, into production fast, easy ro- road to permitting, and, you know, it's funny, this, our, my business, we go through cycles. And I was talking to somebody, one of the uh, majors, actually one of the Mexican majors. And he said, why do you guys come down here and all you want to do is put these big, massive holes in the ground? Have you ever heard of like bulk underground mining? Like, you know, an eight to one pit. And so we reevaluated Los Rico South and we re- went through all that old drilling and this new stuff coming in here as well. And we think we have this plum that is super real good grade and that we can put into production on a bulk underground scenario. And I'm not talking, you know, half meter wide, super high grade, diluted to a meter. I'm talking things that are five, 10, 20 meters wide at big, big grades. And even sometimes even wider than that. It's, it's a gift we have in front of us right now. We're going to drill that. We're going to engineer that. We're going to fast track that to production, do it the right way. I'm not talking about cutting any corners, 
but it's something that can generate, we believe, and I'm, you know, let me arm wave a little bit, but we believe it's something that could generate a lot of cash, and that can be the engine that gets this whole district into production, and we have a pipeline that'll, that's there. So we got a we got a real good path ahead of us, and this final piece right here, Matt, um, I can't stress enough how important this was to the company, and how it's going to be the catalyst that just you know gets our news flow running uh, again, gets this company on fire again. Okay, so can, can I, I just want to picture what's going on. So you knew you wanted this piece of land, the Eagle Concession at Las Vegas South. Um, maybe we could whip it up and we get a sense of you know, sure. what that does for your land package in a second. So Las Vegas North, you knew you had something up there. You spent a bunch of money up there, run a bunch of holes, and you come back with sort of, you know, average sorts of grades for, for, for the district. What would you say, two, two, two grams gold equivalent? open pit. So there's something nice to be had there. But right now, focus back on Las Vegas South and let's see if we can get that into production sooner yep. by yep. going through a process. Okay. Uh, understood. That, that kind of makes sense. Um, certainly in terms of these very difficult you know, economic I- environment we all find ourselves in. Um, so with regards to the 75 million bucks, is that now all going to be back at Las Vegas South, or is there going to be some left um, to you know move things along at Las Vegas South and uh, North as well? No, we'll continue to do uh, a bit of drilling at Las Vegas North. Um, the idea there is that we want to get to uh, economic study here, um, hopefully in the qu- first quarter next year. And you know, not that people just look at the 162 million ounces up there; they say, "Oh, wow, this has really good NPV as well." And, and that'll become the pipeline, but the engine is going to become the south right now. So Right. And why, why do an economic study? Why not just be happy with a resource update? I mean, g- given what the market's doing at the moment. Yeah, because I, I think, um, you know, if you look at a resource update, it's just ounces. And you have to put, it, you have to put the whole context around those ounces. What's, what's an ounce worth if, if realistically it can never come out of the ground, right? So we want to show people, no, these are great ounces and you know more than mining gold and silver eventually we want to mine dollars and we want to show people there's good dollars attached to those ounces so that's the reason for the economic study and i I think the the other studies that will be coming will be hopefully in the first quarter um you know a new study on as the drilling unfolds here in the south a new resource in the south and then we've been working on a feasibility in the south but we've changed our tack a bit as uh, we've been talking about here, and um, we'll come up with a pre-feasibility study in the second quarter, and you know we'll be on a fast track to getting permitting as well. Um, and that feasibility study will incorporate some of the engineering changes and new resources we've added in the south. Okay, understood, understood. Hey, so do you want to just kind of whip up a map? You said you, said you might um, do that for yeah. us just to get, get yeah. an idea of this consolidation, right? Yeah. Why it's so important. Yeah. Just fire that up there. There we go. So that's the whole district. And mm-hmm. um, and so the north up here, you know, we've consolidated and then did a lot of drilling up there, about 120,000 meters of drilling. And here's the south. We've consolidated that as well. But we were missing that gap in here, which we now have. Hallelujah. It took a long time. But um, anyway, I'll, I'll focus in on that for a moment. And... Um, 
we've we've been very much um, you know focused on uh, some some drilling on the Eagle and um, should initialize right here in a moment. There we go. Um, and I'm just going to throw the claim boundaries on here and show you what um, what we have. So all of this was ours except for this chunk here all within here and goes down here and here's where we had our 83 or have our 83 million ounces of um, resources and it's a structure that actually runs for tens of kilometers and it runs right through here and off our claims at this point here onto the um, eagle claim which now is our claim and uh, continues for 3.7 kilometers and back onto our claims. So in this area, and then we'll just kind of look underground here. And I'll turn on um, what we have had, which is the Los Ricos vein. That's where we've drilled off our ounces. And here's what we now have added we believe will be the uh, eagle vein. So you can see it's when you, say, when, you, when you say we believe, is it, so there's a, there's historic data on that, which has allowed you to plot those points. Yes, there, there's um, polls that we haven't released yet that we're waiting for for um, assays on. But this stuff is when you're seeing things like twenty thousand um, twenty kilos or twenty thousand ppm silver equivalent. Um, it's it's not hard to pick it out in the core, and um, we have a lot more drilling, which just allowed us to um, postulate where the the vein is from visual examination of the the core. Now, the vein is is not um, a narrow vein; it's it's something that ranges. You know, we have drill intercepts up to seventy meters of good grade, over four hundred and sixty grams of silver equivalent. Um, but we discovered something here that. You know, our rethinking is that, um, you know, these were two companies. And this this is interesting. Let me um, go on a little bit of a tangent really quickly. These were mined or explored back about 110 years ago. And on this side, it was the, the family who had founded Anaconda. We have a ton of data from that. Um, don't know if you can really see, but there's their old workings. And on that side, they did that. They took out about a million ounces and then left a ton of ounces for us. We've already found a million ounces. On this side, it was a different company and they were from Boston and they were a bit more a promotional uh, penny stock promoter. And they went in there and do, did exploring and um, they actually had one of their main promoters. Now, this is what's crazy. We've done a lot of the history here was from Halifax, Nova Scotia, which isn't that far from Boston. And uh, they, like I said, they used a lot of promotion. Uh, they did some development, exploring, and they missed what we found for probably by about 50 meters. So that's the serendipity of the mining industry. Um, anyway, back to the, the point. This piece right here, we believe there's a beautiful plum right there, like something with really incredible grades that what we're going to do, um, probably starting in January, we're going to go underground in some workings that we've already been in. Um, 
called Eltrose. We've already done some rehab there and uh, we're going to get underground. We're not far from what we're drilling. We're only a few hundred meters away and um, we will, we would be there. But what we found out is that everything, these really super high grades tend to be in a band from about 1100 meters to about 1250 meters above sea level. So we've redirected all our thinking around that. And, and it's, it's working out because following that theory, we're really hitting some tremendous grades. And um, we see the opportunity and we think that the economics could be very good by getting in there and developing what we're finding right now as a bulk underground mine um, where we uh, not mine the narrow width of a meter, uh, but really what we're mining are more the, um, you know, 10, 15, 20 meter wide zones, which are more like some of our peers in Mexico, the grade wise, but where they're mining a meter wide. And that's the difference. When you can combine those high grades with wide widths, you need far less development, you need uh, far less stokes in operation, and you're supplying a smaller mill. That's the big point, smaller mill. Um, you know, this option, we don't need to start with a 5,000 ton a day mill. Maybe it'll be something more between 1,000 and 1,500 tons, which is a lot less capital, but we're feeding it with very high grade, which should, should and studies will demonstrate it, generate an enormous amount of cash flow. Well, sure. Okay, so you're talking about the potential cost savings there, and obviously it contributes towards the the cash generative component of of the 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 new plan, as it were, or maybe the plan that's always been in existence, but you've you've now kind of put into put into um, operation, um, into effect, really. And um, it costs you what two point one million bucks US paid over four years. So it's super super cheap. When do we get a sense? When will we get a sense of? Um, what the economics of this total new package could look like, because that's going to be a key defining moment for you, isn't it? Yes, yes, it will. And I, I think we have we have a couple options there. Um, the options could be um, that we update, which would be very very quick once we have a resource. Update that PEA, and um, we show you know this different approach, and followed with a more definitive study the pre-feasibility by the second quarter next year, and. In the right. when, yeah. when, when you say definitive study, I want to make sure that the semantics, do you mean a definitive feasibility study or a slightly more advanced feasibility study? Yes, thank you. Thank you there on the uh, terminology. This would, it would be a pre-feasibility study. What we have done in the past is a pre-feasibility because we do not believe that getting a small debt facility, say, along with our cash to do this would be difficult at all. Um, we have lots of offers and... Um, so we don't have to bring it to, say, a bankable feasibility. We can be at a pre-feasibility. But then the important things, the really important critical things in the engineering, um, we could bring them to a feed or a front-end engineering design, which would be at a feasibility level. But, um, you know, we're in a well, well position with $75 million to do something here that is probably quite a bit lower capital than what we've published at $125 million, because that's a totally lot bigger mill and um, you know a 10 million dollar pre-strip and what have you so we have this plum Matt that's easy to get to 
with some existing workings, rehab, plus development, and get into that plump. It's wide, it's super high grade, it can feed a much smaller mill, uh, lower capex, and generate, could generate a lot of cash, which propels the district. Brilliant. So let me, again, I just want to make sure I heard this right, because it's a bit, occasionally a bit of a crackle on the line here, is the, the PA in Las Rico South currently is $125 million bucks with uh, you know, additional sustaining capital of $62 million over life of mine. Um, 18 month build, really, really quick. Did you say that you would look to do a smaller version of that, or you look to do a larger version of that, given the, the, the new, um, new land package you picked up? Yeah, I mean, and all this will be um, studied and, uh, you know, I'm just trying to give you a little bit of our vision today. Um, you know, we, we need to rely on studies as we publish them. But what we see is a route where we would build a smaller mill. And we've done this before. Say you build a 1,500 ton a day mill. In the front end of that mill, the crushing circuit before you put it into the spinning mill, you build that at, say, 3,000 tons a day. And then you build a smaller mill. And you design it like we've done before. We build a 1,500 ton a day mill and we expand it to 3,000. So you do that, smaller capital, get to that super high grade, fund everything, and then you got your pipeline, build out the district. And that takes us from here to way up there, you know, and uh, we, we can do it. Obviously, Matt, you know, we're not uh, opposed to somebody comes with a great offer along the way. Sometimes that happens. When you're getting ready to build it, somebody shows up and they are ready to write a big check. So we're really, our focus is to return the best value to our shareholders, which I'm one of the largest ones. And, um, and uh, but we built mines before and we'll do it. That's fantastic. So I guess I guess in the old days, some people may have referred to as uh, like high grading, but this seems like super smart way of getting at the high grade component early to reduce the reduct the the the, the um, any dilution, pay for the capex quickly, and then build out as you're cash producing after that. Okay, I get I get that. That makes sense. Um, wow. Okay, that, that that's good news. And and sound, by the sounds of Peral is uh, continuing to churn out cash fund contributing towards the G, the GNA as well. So no no change there in terms of life expectancy. No. I, I, you know, um, about a week ago, just uh, we had a press release. There's this VAT tax. It takes forever to get it back. I you saw know? that. I saw and, that. And yeah. um, one thing um, is in the press release, but some people might, it might not have been worded just quite perfectly. But really, we recovered a little over $5 million of VAT tax from 2017. But on top of that, they paid us interest. So out of the $20 million, we recovered five for now. Now we're working on 2018, 19, 20. Um, that five, they ended up paying us $11 million when you include the interest. So the 15 left probably is going to be more than 15. So we do have a, another source of savings, I would call it, you know, that uh, we're working towards getting as well. It's nice to have those checks coming in. No, I say, Brad, the balance, the balance sheet looks healthy in terms of cash coming in, and obviously well done on, on the, uh, the input tax rec uh, recovery, um, plus the interest. Um, 15, 15 more minimum to come. I guess today for me was about understanding what the plan is, um, you know, has, has it evolved, has it changed, and, and it, feel, it feels like you're adapting, you're being agile in terms of market conditions, and, and, and at least you're in the position 
to make those decisions and decisions and not have that made not have them made for you. So that's good news. Yeah, and and plan is very clear between now and uh, from now until you know the next twelve months. What you're going to see is a lot of drill results, and I, I would say that I think we're into something that is significant. There should be a lot of very good drill results coming as they arrive from the lab. And as we, you know, some of them, I think, you know, will be so high that we'll do an extra QA, QC on them because there might be things, you know, that we haven't seen that high before. But um, then the next thing is get to a resource or a, sorry, a PEA in the North, say first quarter next year. Um, may, maybe we revise the PEA in the South, follow quickly by, you know, the engineering for the pre-feasibility and have that open by the second quarter next year. I mean, we have the next 12, 18 months is just going to be continuous news flow. And we've got a bright, bright path ahead of us. Um, you know, from here for the next five years, I think we're going to build out this district to be something that is really special in the silver business and uh, certainly one of the top assets in Mexico. 